Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beer is a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince, are you a big Queen fan? Uh, I know enough Queen. I have a Queen album. Are you familiar with the song, I Want to Ride My Bicycle? I Want to, to Ride, ride my, my Bicycle. Bike. Yeah. This is a, a good segue into the beer that we're drinking today. Very well known if you've been drinking craft beers for a while. Bicycle. 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 Do you want to just tell us what it is? Or do it you is to... Fat Tire. Oh, yeah. You know it. You know it. Fat Tire. Fat Tire. I learned something new today, Tom, about Fat Tire and nicknames for mountain bikes. Yeah. Courtesy of the people of Colorado. Amen. In Colorado, a fat tire is what they call a mountain bike, which makes sense because my dad had a, uh, a bike with those road tires that were skinny. And the fat tire was normal to me growing up, so I thought he had skinny tires. <laughs> and what if I told you that this didn't even originate in Colorado, but in fact, in the nation of Belgium? Belgium! <laughs> That's right! I don't know if anyone's been listening from Belgium, but you might be interested in this. This, uh, this comes from New Belgium Brewing Company, and very interestingly, the founders of New Belgium Brewing Company... Are Fort Collins, Colorado residents? Oh, Fort Collins. Why does that sound familiar? We've had we've had one. We sure have. We tried uh, sipping pretty from Odell Brewing Company, also in Fort Collins. Who knew that Fort Collins is where it's going on for Colorado craft brews? I, I well, I guess we accidentally found out as we usually do, and now we're sharing it with the world. <laughs> yeah. Secrets yeah. out. Yeah. So, um, long story short, uh, Kim Jordan and Jeff Labesh were inspired to start their own uh, Belgium-based beer company by riding their bikes through Belgium and learning a little bit about what the Belgians do with their beer. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. What exactly do they do with the beer? Is there any well, information on that? Yeah, so in the 1930s, there were a lot of British soldiers that were traveling through Belgium, and the Belgians wanted to welcome them with Weird. their signature Belgian yeast. Because that's apparently what what British soldiers liked to drink was yeast based beer. Well, I, yeast is involved in all beer. Well, I guess the Belgian <laughs> yeast is different than. Yes. Okay, so right. we have we've discussed this before, but right. also 1930s yeast is going to be different than 2020s yeast. That's that's right. For all you yeast heads out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm sort of oversimplifying it but the fact that these two people were inspired on a, on a trip to find their life's work i think that's pretty cool yeah and so they brought it to fort collins where they established uh this company in 1991 fat tire is the flagship beer of new belgium brewing company you might also be familiar with voodoo ranger ipa it's another popular one of theirs but it goes further than that they are now 100% employee-owned. We love that. Yeah, they, they give the power to the people. Uh, every employee is gifted a signature fat tire bike after their one-year anniversary with the company. Very cool. Nice perk. They are also the first company to have a certified carbon-neutral beer. That would be this beer, Fat Tire. 
And they also at one point had the largest private solar array in Colorado for solar-powered energy. This is not just a company that cares about beer, but they, uh, they care about the world. It's not an exaggeration to say. That's actually that's super interesting, particularly the carbon neutral, um, because I just read about Climate Pledge Arena, where the expansion NHL team, the Seattle Kraken play, and how that has a, I, I don't know if it's a zero carbon, it might just be a zero footprint in general. Zero carbon footprint. Is it a zero carbon footprint? Can it be? Could it, be. It's like completely yes. self-sustaining. I guess it's just cool that this company and other companies are doing something that's making a positive impact on our planet. Yeah, especially because I have heard that brewing beer is not, the process is not exactly great for the environment. <laughs> Where did you hear that? I don't know, to be honest. I, I just heard it somewhere. Yeah. It could be. Maybe maybe I just heard it from somebody mumbling yeah. on the street and took it as gospel. Right. And um, and as for what Fat Tire is itself, it's an amber ale. It's light. It's only 5.2%. I've had this before many times. I know you have as well. I have. My mom has. My mom. This was my mom's beer for yeah. a while. And we can't crack these because they're hard to find in cans. So we're actually going to pop some bottles. Pop no, bottle. Unusual Touch on this show. Waddle. So Vince, cheers. Let's give cheers. it a shot. Oh, yeah. All right. Boop. Okay. Yeah, it smells good. It does. Yeah, that goes down nice and smooth. Tastes good, too. Good, solid amber ale. We've had yeah. a lot of those. Yeah, I mean, the thing about amber ales is when you have them, it's not gonna, it's not gonna overwhelm you with overwhelm you with flavor. It's gonna be really easygoing and smooth. This is one of the best amber ales that I can recall having, and I will shout out my friend Isaac Lauritsen, who introduced me to this beer a very long time ago, and said this is this is different than the beers we usually drink, which. To be fair, at the time was usually like Keystone Light. So I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on it now that you've had three or four different amber ales over the course of this show. Yeah, how does it stack up? Well, I've I've had a mixed bag with the amber ales we've tried. There's been some that I've liked a lot, and there's some that I haven't liked as much. What I like about this one is that, simply put, it just tastes like a, a beer. It's a good, flavorful, but not aggressive beer for me. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. I I think from a flavor standpoint, this is not as rich as some of the other ambers we've had. I'm thinking no. specifically some Louis Demise. It's a little bit a little paler is what I would say. Yeah. But the, it's um the reason I think it goes down smoothly is because there's not a whole lot of substance to it. It's not foamy. It's not thick. I'll be interested to see what this looks like in a draft because I've actually never seen it in a glass. I don't think I have either. I, it's pretty much always in the yeah. bottle. I'm trying to put my finger on what this means to me from like a movies or TV perspective. And I'm just thinking about like shows that give me a lot of comfort because I know that it makes me feel good. And hmm. just right off the top of my head, I'm thinking about Arrested Development. Interesting. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that this beer is like zany and packed with one-liners like that show is, but that for me is a show that if I'm like 
trying to chill out and have a relaxing night and I don't know really what to watch, I can just pop on Arrest Development for a couple episodes and be very content. And you could just have a couple of fat tires and be very content. Right. You're not going to be disappointed. You're not going to be overly blown away. It's a good product and you know what to expect and that's there's something to be said for that. I think for me, this reminds me a lot of, that's a really hammer on the bike theme, but it reminds me a lot of riding an e-bike. Have you ridden one of these yet, Tom? Have you had? Uh, no, I haven't. Had actually. Actually. So there's a couple a couple this. of ways you do it, right? Essentially, an e-bike is a bike that has a motor of some kind that's powered by you pedaling, and yeah. they have them on lift. It's great. It's nothing like scootering. Scootering's incredible. Scootering is great. I love to scoot. Whenever I want to take like a four and a half mile bike ride through the city, and I just don't want to expend that much effort i'm looking to take an e-bike this is a great angle i wasn't expecting the literal bike angle no 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 it's it's a literal yeah. bike. It's, it's a literal bike angle i'm not, I'm not taking a metaphorical what, bike um, anywhere what kind of bike did you have when you were growing up i know you mentioned your dad's interest in mountain bikes oh but. just it just a a schwinn schwinn yeah a normal a normal schwinn like yeah. mountain bike that had some kind of very cool but cheap sticker on the thick frame of it you know did you ever have um did you ever have bikes with pegs was that a big thing in oh where you yeah lived? bikes yeah. with pegs were huge yeah dude. we that was really big so um my friends and i we had a, a club that was called the dino club we had all had dino bikes <laughs> dino club. Um, oh my god i thought that was something oh. totally di- i was picturing like Six-year-old Tom and his dinosaur. Oh, oh, like we dinosaur. dinosaur yeah. Well, I did. I I went through a pretty big dinosaur phase as well. Who didn't? You yeah. Know? Who got love? I'm still kind of in my that phase. Look to your right. Oh, you got a whole collection over there. I got some dinosaurs over there. <laughs> got some dinos. I wonder uh, what that's all about. Um, but <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> my favorite. Um, my favorite part about having the the peg bikes was. If you didn't have a bike, you could just say, hey, hey, man, can you peg me home? And you just jump on the back. Totally, totally different meaning right. as we've become adults. Yes. I would never <laughs> ask for a peg home now. But, you know, when you're, uh, when you're a young, young guy and you're young just trying to naive. get around. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, it's changed meaning now. So um, let, yeah. me, let me ask you this. What celebrity do you think... Fat Tire is their favorite beer. Hmm. I feel like Fred Armisen would love this beer. Fred, really? Yes. Interesting. Because I get the sense that Fred Armisen, I don't know why, I don't think he gets drunk a lot. Mm. I think he seems like a guy who likes to socially drink, but not really uh, get too inebriated. And this is a great beer for that. I also like his temperament just... Feels very fat tire and feels very New Belgium-y to me. And even to an extent, like his he is such like a versatile jackknife as a performer. Yeah. And this beer company, New Belgium, they're way more than just about beer, it seems. It seems like they have like a, a true calling and a vocation to make the world a better place while also serving beer. That's interesting. So but what about you? Well, for me, as I, I'm going to take you through my thought process here, but the person that's drinking this is somebody who, like, 
wants to be cool and in the know and wants to say like, hey, have you uh, get, I'm getting really into craft beers lately. And they think this is like yeah. a deep cut, but it absolutely is not, you know? <laughs> and if I'm thinking about who that is, it's Bob Saget. Bob Saget, <laughs> dude would show right. up and be like, well, hey guys, I'm, uh, I'm getting really into craft beer. Yeah, you know, it's, it's this new wave thing. You got to check this one out. It's, it's from Fort Collins. It's called Fat Tire. It's hard to find. It's, it's not. Yeah. Well, it's also I think. How do you how do you tell Bob Saget that he's? Do you wrong? remember like remember during that time when people were finding out that Bob Saget was like a dirty <laughs> like comedian, old man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, I feel like that was somewhat known when he was even on the show, but even that storyline got so overplayed. It's like, dude, Bob Saget, he's actually like a foul mouthed guy, and then like. Then he turned into an entourage like performance, which was, <laughs> was pretty like over the top. So I don't know. I now I like think of him more as that guy than the kind, you know, fatherly figure on Full House. Yeah, and there are a lot of a, a lot of nice guys who would pay to have that image overhaul, and he got it for free. <laughs> yeah, and it seems willingly so. Yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, it just. It's it's one of these beers that it it was really really we owe a lot to it. I think as, a, yeah. as when we're talking the craft brew industry, you owe a lot to certain your forefathers. And we talked about it with Ryan Mack when he came on and we yeah. tried some of the Mac brews. But the, your Mount Rushmore of craft brews, it's all of these guys that came before you, and now they're kind of getting shit on, for lack of a better word, kind of what I just did. A little bit by saying like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is well, somebody would think this is new, but it's not. It sort of happens to every band that becomes hugely famous. You know, it, it starts off everything that under, becomes famous. Yeah, but I feel like with music, it's way more prevalent because the musical fan experience is very possessive. It's like, oh, I discovered this new amazing band that nobody else knows of. Like, I want to spread the word about that. That's beer, then, man. Then. You spread the word, more people become fans. You're like, initially, like, oh, this is cool. More people are fans. Then, all of a sudden, there's a lot of fans. And then there's, then there's like a whole stadium full of fans. And you're like, how did I end up in the 300 level of Soldier Field trying to like watch this band that I used to see at a 100 person club for five bucks? Yeah. And you're right. Like, this happens in craft beer a lot. And, Definitely fat tires in the the maturation. It's stage. an OG. It's yeah. one of the originals for sure. Right. I mean, these guys have been around forever. New Belgium. I, what I would like to talk about briefly is that they named the brewery New Belgium, which is essentially what every like colonist who left Europe did. Like, I can't believe there's not a New Spain somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's like, go we got, through we got it. New York, New England, New Hampshire. <laughs> New Mexico. <laughs> well, that that one is just that's just unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, you guys are not going to let us have it? That's fine. We'll make our own. It's called New Mexico. It's the land of enchantment. It's not Mexico anymore. <laughs> Wasn't uh, didn't Florida have a name before Florida, or was that? Oh, it totally did. I'm trying to think of what it was. Yeah, that that's also just wild to think that like there were sections of what we now consider the United States that were just like part of Spain or part of you know. France, like Thomas Jefferson negotiates the Louisiana Purchase. 
Oh, did they just purchase Louisiana? No, they bought half of a continent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of half of which they didn't even know what was there. They're like, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll send two guys and uh, a Native American to figure out what's They'll there. They'll do it. They'll do a good job. And then I bunch, know these guys. And then a bunch of random people will commute there with their families. And then, 200 years later, we'll have children reenact that commute in class. And we'll call it the Oregon Trail. I love that you're calling it a commute. <laughs> like it's something that happens every day. Guy wanders, right. Two guys wander into the, the wilderness not knowing where the like, world ends. Like they're taking the L. Because <laughs> this is back when everybody thought the world was flat. There was legitimate fear that they were going to reach the end of the oh, world. Oh, well, they knew at that time they knew it wasn't flat. Are you sure? Yes. The yeah, you're right. You're flat right. earthers, you better turn this off because you're all full of shit. But Kyrie, this turn was, it off. Flat earth theory has been disproven for at least 700 years. So, But no, they were definitely completely unaware of what was there. You know, Eventually they show up in California and they're like, wait a minute, there's a bunch of gold here? Let's just start digging. Dude, I have to say the explorers like that found... The new world, the ones that you know, like you got, you got Magellan, who is now yeah. now immortalized as a. Are they defunct? Defunct navigation system company. Well, basically, he made it his life's work to be like, I'm just gonna go around the world once, but with I, like like with I, no other maps other than just my intuition. Which honestly, I he's I feel like he was running from something. He's yeah. just like, I'll get out of here. There's that you've got you've got Columbus who takes shit nowadays, but you know he sure. went out and, and did his thing. You've got Vasco da Gama, huge. I'm a huge da Gama guy. I love yeah. Vasco da Gama. How about the guy for the name? How about the guy who most people think actually discovered America? America, America Vespucci. <laughs> well, you love saying that name. <laughs> I love that. And then of course the reason that this came to my mind is you start talking about Florida and they have. Ponce de Leon. <laughs> I don't even remember his first name. I just remember Ponce de Leon. He sounds he was... like a guy that would open up for Pitbull at a reggaeton festival. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, it's Ponce de Leon. Dale. Dale. <laughs> Mr. 305. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. We really covered, we literally covered the globe on that pit. That was good. And I think that's fitting for what this beer is and its journey. Yeah, it's a globe-trotting beer. It brought it brought European culture to the, uh, the Americas. Yes, that's what did it for sure. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, it's trotted its way across the globe, and now it's going to trot its way into my glass. Yeah, a uh, little later than we expect, but hey, not the first time explorers have said that and before. And what a beautiful color in the glass it is. It, it is. is. It's still got nugget. that amber, but you can see it's a little lighter than some of the others. And I think that's that pale aspect I was discussing a little earlier. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I anticipate that this will be pretty much exactly the oh, same. Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point. And I was right. Huh? What, did I, what a good. genius. Good. It's great beer. Good beer. Solid beer. I think we kind of... I, I don't think you can say enough about how they were kind of a pioneer yeah and i also think it's deceptively simple like a lot of work has gone into perfecting this they this beer has been a this beer is older than me i wasn't born in 1991 i know you were yeah 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 i was around we get it yeah yeah well, let's just make it clear you were definitely well alive at that point. they consulted me <laughs> they asked me they, they asked me a one-year-old child 
what I'd like to see in a beer. Yeah. And then they said, wait 20 more years, and then you can try it for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Which you did, as any uh, you know law-abiding citizen would do. I, this is actually probably one of the beers, one of the few beers that's widely available that... Uh, sorry, Mom, Dad, that I I didn't have until after I was legal. Yeah, I definitely didn't have it before I turned 21. Yeah, which I didn't even know what it was. Interesting. I, and I'm pretty sure my mom gave me yeah. this when I was 21. Well, I think it's time for us to give it a score, and I'll just take my first crack at it. I'm gonna give this. Um, I'm gonna give this a four out of five toms. I, I really am enjoying it. I actually, you know, I'm gonna give it a four point two five. I'm gonna bump it up for the historical importance to the craft beer scene. So okay. get a little boost for me. I, I would give it a nice three. It's right in the middle for me. Oh, you know? okay. I've definitely had some more fascinating and interesting, e- even within the amber ale genre here. Yeah, beers. Um, but it's a good old standby for me. It's it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't care. It's the office, and I think anything that I can come back to regularly that I know is going to be good and I know is going to be safe, because we've definitely tried some beers on here. I believe you actually rated one of them a one. <laughs> yes, I did. You know, and and. and I, I've gone yeah. so so low as even like a two that just weren't. We took a risk, and uh, similar to what the Brewers did, yeah, we both took a risk and it didn't work out. But this is one that's just kind of a comfort. It's a comfort. I don't beer. think you can go wrong if, even if you are you know the most committed IPA person or on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. There's very little reason why you wouldn't like this if you drink beer. And Dude, it's like Marmaduke. Remember that? Marmaduke? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while the, since the, I thought the, about it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> the comic strip in the paper. You could you Calvin you, and Hobbes, maybe? No, I mean I read Marmaduke every weekend and I never got it. But I read it every dang weekend. Wow. Well, I would love to unpack that more <laughs> on another episode, but this I think I think we're gonna we're gonna sign off for now. That and Kathy. Ah <laughs> God. We're really showing our age now. Um, <laughs> this has been a, a really good time. I'm glad we got to go literally all over the face of the earth uh, on this episode. Never forget Vasco da Gama, huge Vasco guy. Or Amerigo Vespucci. <laughs> He's like everybody loves Amerigo Vespucci just because what a name. <laughs> but we're all sleeping on Vasco da Gama. I'm wide awake. Portuguese. But, I'm wide awake. <laughs> uh, well, until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans, must booze. We'll see you. At the beach. Why at the beach? Florida. Oh. Yeah. Why not in the panhandle? Panhandle? Well, oh. panhandle then could be, you know, right. Oklahoma too. It could, yeah. We There's no beaches there. Looks like a cursor. Yeah. Are people still listening? I don't know. We'll find out. If you're still listening, <laughs> follow, follow our Instagram and like everything. <laughs> yeah. And we might read your thing. Oh, why are we doing this again? I'll tell you what. If you're still listening to this right now, send two periods to either of our 
Instagrams. Okay. Do it. And then we'll respond with three question marks. Yeah, because we won't remember.